It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad. Oilers should be back at practice on Boxing Day. Game on Monday as they take on the Calgary Flames. 6 o'clock face-off show here on 6.30, Chad. Face-off at 8 o'clock. Hope you're having a great evening. Hope you're feeling uh, ready for Christmas or whatever holiday time you are going to celebrate this season. I know my next guest was almost the recipient of a Christmas miracle from Nick Mullins a couple of days ago, Jack Michaels. The, what is he, like the eighth-string quarterback for the Cleveland Browns? So close to delivering an early Christmas gift for you and Browns fans around the world. But those uh, Las Vegas Raiders thwarted it on the last play of the game. You know, I mean, do you want me to bring up, like, when your cat died or something? Like, what? what, what that's the kind of intro I get on this show. You know, you asked me to come on. I'm a favored guest. Then you bump me to 7:30. Then you know, do you want me to talk about that time in ninth grade the girl turned you down for junior prom? Like, are you just trying to bring up the worst? What What's next? Do you want to talk about Izzy dying or when uh, when Santa gave me a coal when I was six? Oh, how come he gave you a coal? Uh, I probably deserved it. <laughs> I, I would agree with that. That's the wisest thing you've ever said on this show. Anyway, that was I seriously though. I thought Nick Mullins no, was going to do it. You're not empathizing. You're not empathizing. Yes, I am. This is yes, nice because I, no, I have I, a. I wish I knew off the top of my head the Eskimos losing a close Grey Cup game because I'd love to go right to the quick and you know I mean come on. Okay, uh, yes, week whatever angry, it is in the NFL. I'm upset. They had everyone in COVID. They were playing with the JV squad. Uh, my son and I watched the game start to finish, and we parted company without a word as the second field goal flew through the uprights, dooming our hopes because no chance uh, they go to Green Bay and win. Uh, and that game is actually on Christmas Day, correct? That's, so you might still get a Christmas gift yeah. from the Browns. Yeah, no, that's... <laughs> You're so cheap. a Christmas gift of another kind. They're not a lousy team anymore. Like what like there's they're right in the hunt. They're what a game out of first place? They're a game out of first place in an automatic playoff spot. They're they're yeah, right in Green there. Bay's but... a pro- Green Bay is the problem. You're not gonna win in Green Bay. I mean, I you know, if they win in Green Bay, obviously game on. Because they'll have the Steelers and the Bengals. And, you know, I think they should win both of those games. But I don't think they're beating Green Bay. If they don't beat Green Bay, they're basically out unless something special happens. Well, I think you should hope for something special. And I I should tell you, Jack, I, I have a soft spot for the Cleveland Browns because of you because of you and because they were miserable for so long and you stuck with them. Yeah, through see, the, you still have to like get the, that in there. 
<laughs> that one year they went 0-18, and, and they only played 16 games. Like, that's how bad they were for a while. Yeah, well, and 1-31 uh, and 31 over two years. I don't think anyone's ever done that. So, Have yeah. The, the Lions? It, I guess the Lions haven't done that. No, they weren't. They weren't one in fifteen the year prior or the year after. The Browns are the only team to go one in thirty-one over a two-year period. So, you know, and again, I mean, part of this is I only got a few more years left at home with my son, so I want him to see something positive before he moves on. You know, when I was in high school, they were contenders, and you know, I got to enjoy some real good Browns runs. I'm, I'm hoping he gets the same. Uh, the Lions were 0 and 16 in 2008, 2 and 14 the next season in 2009. So, yeah, and a bit of a no one's bit of a done. shocking win over uh, Arizona on the weekend, too. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, I mean, look, everything's shocking right now, and uh, you know, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm excited about the holiday. I enjoy spending some downtime with my family, but I'm also, you know filled with a little bit of anxiety about what's going on right now. I just hope, uh, you know, we're able to push through it and, and play out the schedule as promised. Well, we, well, we will. And I'm trying to keep this as, as non COVID as possible. I give the news, I give the postponements, but uh, I mean, I think there are other shows to talk about all that kind of stuff, which is why I bring you on. Cause you are an endless source of, uh, like you have that certain Joey DeVivre. What am I you know what I mean? You, you, you ran out of what you were going to say because <laughs> you don't really know what I'm an endless source. You're, you're effervescent. I'm something. I'm something, but I, no one knows what it is. <laughs> so uh, Christmas back in, uh, what was it called? Meadville, Pennsylvania? Yeah. Chris, Christmas in Meadville. Paint the picture for everybody. Uh, very much like today. Uh, t- similar temperatures, usually snow falling and, and fast forward 30 years. And it's like living in Virginia now. It's, uh, you know, it's a different, it's a different, uh, climate di- than when I grew up, but certainly when I grew up, there was plenty of snow. Wasn't as cold, obviously as Edmonton, a uh, few places are, but, but it was, uh, you know, it was snowy and you definitely had all four seasons represented. I mean, today was beautiful. I loved it. I I loved today. I went out and shoveled twice today. Oh, driving uh, was that's terrible. That's how much today. I enjoyed it. When it's this temperature and the snow was falling the way it was today, you'll never hear me complain. I, You know me. I only have a rough time when it's extreme cold. So I know that's coming, too. We'll get through it. But, uh, yeah, I, a day like this was perfect. Absolutely perfect. All right, so do you have, because this has been a, a bit of a theme tonight, and i got some really cool stories from listeners. Do you have a favorite, and it doesn't have to be from your childhood. It could be from your, your adulthood. Do you have a favorite or most memorable sports-related Christmas gift that you either received or gave? Well, I mean, you know, my my favorite Christmas memory that I can think of Sporting wise, was is related to the Browns again on Christmas Eve in a similar situation to what just happened. I mean, I I wasn't going to tell Tyler the story because I was afraid I jinxed it, and then of course it didn't matter. They lost anyways. But a very similar type of thing. It wasn't pandemic related. It was injury related. That year, uh, the Browns lost Bernie Kosar and their immortal backup Mike Pagel. Yes, that former Mike Pagel of the Colts. 
and we're forced to play Don Strock on Christmas Eve in the regular season finale against the powerful Warren Moon-led Houston Oilers, who led 23-7 in the fourth quarter, and the Browns came back to win it uh, 24-23. So, I mean, that's my favorite Christmas sporting event-related memory. I think I would say this: the one I, the one I, you know, enjoyed the most, even though it was absolutely the the pits of the world and maybe the nadir of the Browns, was uh, the end of the '04 season. I went to a game in Cleveland with my dad. It was the first time for me at the new stadium. And it was Christmas Eve, and for whatever reason, again, I, I've already told you, I, I think the climate change has significantly uh, impacted Western Pennsylvania. But it was, you know, this this game obviously played in Eastern Ohio, and I took my dad to see the Browns and Steelers, and it was beautiful degree, beautiful like plus fifteen degree day. I mean, you couldn't believe how warm it was outside, and just you know, driving him to the stadium and scalping some tickets and kind of taking care of stuff and and watching the ball game with him uh on a day where ordinarily we would have been just sitting around i I really enjoyed that i had a great time with him that day and the score was uh 41 nothing pittsburgh (laughs) and he wanted to stay to the finish and it was all steeler fans and uh the the steelers finished off the shutout in the final seconds i mean the probably 55,000 Browns fans had left by that point. I was the only Browns fan probably left in the building, but all the Steelers fans were there, but my dad was really happy. I enjoyed that day. It was a great day. Uh, We had some beers. I mean, my dad and I were not the type to, you know, have beers together when I was growing up. We had a good time. It was, it was a lot of fun. I didn't even, I mean, the Browns were going to the playoffs anyway. So I really, the, the result of the game for once mattered not to me. I just, you know, enjoyed hanging out with him that day. Uh, I just, yeah. Okay. So I found the game December 24th, 2005. Oh, Pittsburgh 41. Okay. 2005. Yep. So I was off by a year. No. Yeah. I, I, I know it's a while ago. So I, I just, I just wanted to find that season because the Browns actually uh, went six and 10 that year. Yeah. They, they were, sh- they weren't going to the playoffs. They had, they had been in the playoffs three years prior, but they weren't going to the playoffs that year. But I don't know whether they show the temperature that day but it was unbelievably warm it, it had to be plus 15 celsius it was it was a gorgeous day we had a great time all right well thanks for sharing that memory that that, that is pretty cool now what's uh what's going on for you uh th- this season like do you are are you gonna prepare the turkey do you work on the side dishes do you just make sure there's warmth and hospitality in the house what are your Christmas yeah, duties I'm, now? I'm not responsible for any of that, especially the warmth and hospitality, <laughs> as you know. Uh, I am responsible for carving. That's it. That's uh, that's where my responsibilities begin and end. I do go out and get some gifts. I was actually uh, pretty on the ball this year. I actually went out and got some. I didn't just rely on uh, you know online shopping. I, I went out and and fished out a few decent gifts. So I'll do I'll do a, a certain percentage of the Christmas shopping, but as far as the cooking aspect, I got no skills. So I can carve a turkey with the best of them, though, Reed. I took over those responsibilities from my dad probably around that 2005 time frame we were just talking about. So I know how to carve a turkey up and down. Outside of that, I got nothing. 
Okay. Well, that's uh, that's good. Though. I, I have not graduated to the turkey carving, but I am pretty... That doesn't uh, surprise pretty, me in the slightest, Reed. Yeah, you, you don't want to give me a knife, right? Uh, <laughs> but I, I am pretty helpful in the kitchen otherwise. I think I'll be an effective uh, sous chef for my uh for my mother in in the days to come so so i'm okay in that department look uh world juniors we had caden gooley on the show earlier captain of the team from the oil kings from sherwood park pretty cool for i was gonna say to from sherwood park brendan gooley his older brother uh it's uh you know what and that event is is started to you know take hold in this household as well i'm i'm relieved for the time being it's moving forward so and you're uh i mean I, growing up in the states nothing. you were a hockey fan did the world nothing. did the world juniors nothing eh like didn't did resonate not at all. exist did not really? exist in our world no i i mean i didn't know anyone who watched the world juniors and i mean i had never heard of it i i mean that was something that really came late in the united states at that time now i think it's a little bit more popular now but i would say anywhere prior to 2000 I, I don't, I mean, you'd have to be a hard, hard, hardcore fan in the United States to know anything about it. I, and I mean that. I, and that's not just, you know, I mean, look, I liked hockey and, you know, I followed it. So, you know, I was more than just a casual fan. But in terms of world juniors, no, never. And, and I think if you, if you met, anyone outside of the hardest core person you know that you'd know i mean if you've just casually sampled all the guys who pass through the press box read hey did you watch the world juniors growing up they'd look at you like you had 10 heads no chance yeah t- t- totally different i guess it is kind of a a, a canadian sensation for, Probably me helps was, that we... for me it was the nba you know it was christmas day i mean i remember bernard king had 60 on christmas one day i mean the nba back then was huge for me i i loved the nba in the 80s and you know christmas as you know has been the nba's day for years and to be honest with you, you know, outside of the odd, you know, wild card game or something, or, or maybe, you know, like I said, a meaningful last day of the regular season in the NFL, uh, Christmas Day meant watching the NBA. And back then it was like a double header. Now they have like, I think, five games. I think it's five now. Yeah, it's five yeah, again. Exactly. This year. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was just a double header. It was usually the Celtics and the Lakers and the Knicks and the Sixers or something like that. And, and, you know, I was a big NBA guy back then. And, you know, I just, I don't, I don't follow it anymore. I don't, I'm not, you know, the NBA and baseball are, are two things that have kind of gotten away from me as I've gotten deeper and deeper into hockey. It just, I don't have room to watch it anymore. Well, Jack, uh, we're, we're running low on time here. I, I, of course, I appreciate you coming on, uh, as I do every time you're on the show or you join me on the face-off show. I, I did not get you, like, a physical gift that I could wrap this year, but I got you uh, something I think that you'll find even more valuable, and that is, uh, is my that continuing friendship? friendship. My continuing yeah, friendship, I, Jack. I had a hunch you were going to use that line on me because I think that's 11 years in a row now. That's kind of your go-to. It truly is, and I know you continue to appreciate it. And yet, and yet, I know you find a way to get seven or eight gifts for that dog of yours. Like, I, I think it's, I think it's high time you reassess some priorities. I don't know whether we got to get Courtney on the phone or, or uh, you know, a couple of these guys who've known you longer than I have. But 
Well, you're you're approaching intervention stage. There's no question about it. I I think your time for reassessment is if it hasn't happened already, we got to get you there in the next year or two. Sorry, Jack. I got to go. My dog needs me. We'll see you soon, buddy. Merry Christmas. You got a Stratomatic game to play too. I bet. See ya. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> That is the one and only Jack Michaels play-by-play voice for your Edmonton Oilers here on 630 Ched and on Sportsnet. Of course, Cam Moon does the games on Ched whenever Jack is on TV. And uh, I love having Jack on the show. He is uh, an A1 guy. Absolutely. Okay. It is 749. We'll take a quick timeout. It's Inside Sports on Ched. p.m. Mountain Time. That's the time of day. Inside Sports on 6.30, Chet. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Uh, Always a blast to have Jack Michaels on the show. Wishing all the best to uh, him and his family here over the holiday season. I guess I'll be seeing Jack at the rink on Boxing Day as the Oilers get back to practice and hopefully are uh, fairly healthy. Well, we know there's going to be four guys still in COVID protocol. Pugliarvi, Keith, Nurse, and Lagason. We know Russell and Niemalainen are still hurt, but uh, healthy otherwise. Nuge. Shore and McLeod expected to be available out of COVID protocol. And then the game on Monday is on 6.30, Chad. 6 o'clock for the face-off show. They will uh, drop the puck at 8. And uh, tomorrow, there will be an inside sports in this time slot. We're going to have a best-of edition, so we'll look back on some of the fun interviews that we've done over the past uh, three or four weeks on the show. So I hope you uh, check that out as we uh, take you into Christmas. Chris Jones, of course, hired as head coach and general manager of the Edmonton Elks. Uh, I attended the uh, press conference yesterday, the news conference held in the Elks locker room. So I've had this sort of ongoing thing I've been talking about throughout the, the CFL season that it seems to me the offensive production has been declining and maybe even the previous couple of years before they lost the 2020 season. So I, I asked Chris Jones uh, about about that. Do you think that offenses are suffering? What's going on? Sometimes we get caught up in numbers, and, I, and again, that's kind of like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth because I'm extremely close with analytics. You know, a lot of the decisions that are made are based off of facts and not not just gut feeling, right? I mean, so these are uh, these are the analytical part of what we do. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, I see that the the offensive numbers are coming down. I think there's a, there's a few things. You know, I mean, we've got a lot of young quarterbacks. We've had some quarterbacks that got hurt. Well, anytime you put your second quarterback in, well, guess what? You're not going to be quite as efficient offensively as you would with your starter. So, you know, we've got to, as a league, I know when I came into the league, this was the starting quarterbacks. You had, uh, you had uh, Damon Allen out in B.C. You had Dave Dickinson in Calgary. You had Ricky Ray up here. You had, uh, you know, pretty good quarterbacks. You had ne- uh, 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 Kahari in Winnipeg. You had Neilon Green. You had uh, Danny Mack was at uh, Hamilton. And you had uh, A.C., you know, Hall of Famers. You got where I'm coming from. I mean, we're great quarterbacks, and so we've got to do as a, as a league and as an organization. I can only speak for myself. We got to go hunt great quarterbacks, and we got to put a bunch of them out there and let the best two or three, four stay. And that's what we've got to do. And we got to develop them. 
Yeah, well, a good point. And we've seen a lot. I mean, we saw it in 2019 and this year as well. A lot of quarterbacks got hurt along the way as well. So when you're putting in the backups, uh, that is not great. And perhaps the crop of quarterbacks in the CFL hasn't been as good as it might have been, like uh, Jones was saying, flashing back 20 years. So Jones is going to get to work. He is the coach. He is the general manager. He'll hire his staff. Obviously, you heard him talk last year. Sounds like he already has some people in mind. And then a new president for the Elks. We should get that announcement in January. And then, uh, you know, we'll get into CFL free agency and all that fun stuff in February. The Elks schedule, CFL schedule for 2022 has already been released back to two preseason games and an 18-game regular season. So, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting what Chris Jones does. I mean, like I said yesterday, we, we know what he's going to do. We know his approach. He's going to improve the speed. He's, he's likely going to improve the special teams, probably have a very aggressive defense. He doesn't get overly involved in the offense. I, I think at times... You know, his offensives can be a, a bit conservative, but he also likes the kill shot and the big play. So I, I think we kind of know the type of team he's going to mold. It's just a matter of how quickly he can put it all together. Okay, so look, uh, whether you celebrate Christmas or or something else or, or a non-celebrator, I wish you all the best no matter what. And I do appreciate that you listen to Inside Sports. Like I said, uh, a best of tomorrow, so you'll hear me, but I'll be on tape. I'll be back live for the face-off show on Monday. Dave Campbell is the producer of the show. Kellen Kennedy, the studio producer. Best to you guys uh, as well, Kellen. And I know I'll probably still talk to Dave here before Christmas. Thanks for tuning in. Take care. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.